Hello and a very warm welcome to the Last Picture Show podcast. Um, my name's Rob, and with me here tonight is... Timmy! Timmy! Uh, yeah. It's Timmy, everybody. <laughs> Guesty. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We're back after, uh, you know, a couple of week break. A yeah, hiatus. Very, yeah, a very hiatus. We're a ha, as um, Rastaman would say, whatever his name is. Who? The bloke that did, and so I got high, whatever it's called. What was his name? Fuck no. Yeah, that song. I was going to go to work, but then I got high. Oh, right. oh, yeah, yeah, that was Rastaman, yeah. You're right. Rastaman. And Ting. Did you see what he did the other day? Who? Rastaman? His, his, yeah, he got arrested because um, he was doing a concert somewhere on stage and that. I don't even know who's still going, to be honest. But, um,. And some fan sort of got on stage behind him and was like dancing and and if they were taking photos or what and he just turned around and it was a female fan just punched her in the face. Wee. Basically knocked her out and then kept on going. What is he now, Sparkly? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he did warn everyone. Yeah, he said he might be crazy. <laughs> you, Listen, did we? So you're on about Rasta Mouse, not Rasta Man. <laughs> Yeah, it was a cartoon. Is it Re- Reggie Yates or whatever his name is? Oh, I don't know his name. The guy who does the voice is the children's TV presenter. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Reggie Bush. Oh, yeah. That'd be better. <laughs> cool. So, obviously, we've got a lot to talk about this week. There was the big weekend of the Oscars. Biggest weekend in the, in the film calendar, so they say. But this year, I'm not sure that's true. To be honest. Um, so, yes, the fallout from that, the dresses, obviously, you know. Oh, my God. And who are you wearing? It's like... Yeah, exactly. fuck. Biggest surprise was Lady Gaga actually looked a bit, you know, normal for once. From what I saw of it. She didn't have some, like, concoction on her head. She literally just, you know, had a dress on and sang. So, all right. There you go. Just think, some people, uh, including a couple of our customers, sat up all night and watched that. Why? They have like a party, like a Oscars thing. It's a student. Yeah, or yeah, something. yeah. It's... Yeah, there we go then. Someone who doesn't work, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just somebody who's devoted to film. Yeah, but nothing uh, better than a think... homogenous ceremony uh-huh. that celebrates. Yeah. And pats on the back the industry. Well, we'll, we'll get into that as you know how important it is and that kind of thing. Some of the you know, yeah, some of the nominations and some of the winners and stuff of us obviously you know bring that into question. The viewing figures and all this kind of stuff we'll um, get into. Um, as for what's happened in the film over the last couple of weeks, a lot more you know. A hell of a lot of comic book movie stuff has been happening. Posters coming out. Um, you now we've got the first official look at Aquaman. Which, you know, is pretty impressive. Looks pretty good, to be honest. Um, Jason Momoa from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones' Cal Drogo. For those of you who wanted to know that. Um, he looked pretty cool as Aquaman, to be honest. Obviously, it's just a fucking picture at the end of the day. We don't know any more about plot or what role he's going to be playing in the new movies. Is that important? Nah, not really. What, what, what's <laughs> the plot for? 
I think by the time the Justice League movie comes out, people have just gone off superhero movies, I think. There's so many of them. But, um, yeah, we've had that. We've had... Well, so we had Guesty. What are the news? Oh, The news sound. Not a lot, to be honest. There hasn't really been any kind of major... I've been flicking through Flipboard and the likes, and there's no real teasers or anything that's interesting. Bond, I mean... There was a big controversy. Over, well, there's controversy over the fact that Monica Bellucci has been cast as the Bond girl. I mean, she's 50, and they're saying, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my god, Bond girl, first Bond girl that's like over 30, and it's like, and Bond's in his yeah. fucking 50s. You know, he can't stand around. <laughs> you know, it's a bit weird that there's a 20 year old, you know, Soviet agent or Spectre agent, and then there's this 50 something year old. <laughs> Alcohol. Yeah, what do they want? Some like eighteen-year-old playing with Daniel Craig. That's it. You know what I mean? It's like surely that makes more sense. And she's a mm. really good actress. Yeah, I mean, it depends what kind of tone they're going. I think it's going to be more of an adult tone anyway. Well, it's getting more into the Spectre thing, isn't it? I mean, they tried to do that yeah. before, but it went a little bit offish. You know, I'd say it's the the lesser of, but, but when you've got a decent director in charge and a continuation happening, mm. so we're not standing start again. We're not going from a oh, remember what happened last time. It's well, follow on from the last one. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'd say that's that's a good thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, thinking about that, there was a Man from Uncle trailer. Oh yeah, I saw that last week. Which I was a bit mm, dubious of, to be honest. Is it the Lone Ranger too? <laughs> it's just a bit. I just thought, what the hell's going on here? It's just, I don't know. It's like Austin Powers. That's what it reminds Would me of. Do you remember the Avengers? Not the comic book <laughs> for all you kids out there. Uh, yeah. The uh, like remake with Ray Fiennes and uh, Uma Thurman. Yeah, I've never actually seen that, to be honest. Little, Sean Connery's in it, anyway. A little well. bit shocking as a film. But, I mean, you know, they tried to do... Um, oh, Val Kilmer was in uh, The Saint. Oh, yeah, So of they course, tried yeah. to do all this 60s reboot stuff before, and it, it sometimes it's just like, well, there was a relevance. You could probably could have done it mm. in the 80s, you know, remade it all and, you know, got Robert Vaughn yeah. back and... Uh, basically <laughs> played Koryakin. I mean, he's in NCIS anyway. Well, the guy who played Koryakin? Yeah. Is he, he is, yeah. My mum oh, was cool. watching it the other night, and I go, fuck me, that's Akilia Koryakin. And she's like, yeah. He's a, pa- a, a, a what's it not? A, oh, what are they called? A pathologist. Oh, okay. Apparently. I didn't even know he was still going. I know Robert Vaughan was just... Yeah, well, he's made his career out in America, hasn't he? Yeah. Whereas Vaughan's gone the other way. He's come over here and made a career in... Uh, Eyebrow raising. Yeah, well, what, what was it? What was that <laughs> thing called? Hustle. It was hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Vowen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did. I'd like the uh, original man from Uncle. We got like, all the repeats when I was growing up. So, and it's cool. You know, it's a you know a spy team, and one's you know a bit more James Bondy, the other one's a bit more technical, and it worked and I don't know well, that whole... I mean, it's Henry Cavill I do like Henry Cavill it's that like you say it's that whole technical one's a technocrat and the other one's more of a playboy yeah he exactly. doesn't play by the rules face man yeah 
Faceman and Murdoch. <laughs> Basically. I mean. Crazy fool. Yeah, he is a crazy fool. Um, but yeah, we got that. Um, but anyway, without further ado, let's um, let's talk about the big one, the elephant in the room. Um, What's that? The voice. Transformers. <laughs> What's happening on the voice? Take me out. Yeah, take me EastEnders, out. EastEnders, who killed Lucy Bill. <laughs> That sort of overshadowed the Oscars in a way, didn't it? I think it? so. Yeah, I think that's you know, definitely. Um, now the the eighty seventh Academy Awards, you know, which is, you know, oh, I don't know, is it the oldest award series in the world as well? Um, because there's some industry awards that goes back further. Well, the... starting in nineteen twenty eight, that means. Holy do you reckon there's Eng- England's best uh, best banger award or something like that? <laughs> Pie of the year. Pipe smoker of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this uh, past Sunday, as is customary in Hollywood, um, you know, the alumni, the anointed alumni of the film industry in Hollywood came together to um, celebrate and uh, enjoy you know, an evening of glitz, glamour, uh, rumour, you know, well, partying. Do they, though, or did they? I don't That's know. That's the thing. I mean, we're... That's what they say. We're people who are interested in the film, but there's no way we're ever going to, you know, sit up and watch it. No, I mean, actually, over here, I mean, when you watch the uh, breakfast TV, they're doing their live reporting at that point at, like, seven in the morning, so... You know, it's west coast of America, so, you know, it's 11, 12 o'clock their time. So, it's in full swing at that point. So, you know, it is it is a bit of a mission to stay up and, uh, you know, be bothered about fucking, you know. Cause it's such a, just, isn't it four hours or something? Well, that's the thing. Take... Even the stars who've been invited to attend aren't sat there the whole fucking ceremony. They've got... Villains, mm. people who sit in their seats while they go off and do other things, get a drink, go to the toilet. Mm. I didn't know that. They actually employ people. Yeah, you didn't know that. No. Yeah. Jesus Christ, you would do that, wouldn't you? Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, quite a quite a few ceremonies. I think they do it, but yeah, uh, the Oscars are renowned for it, aren't they? They are people who, uh-huh. so that when the cameras pan back, the seats aren't empty. That's great. Well, they should do at Wembley when the England games are on. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That is brilliant. Just like, just come back. So give us a a shout when the best actor's coming on. Yeah, basically. Yeah, Yeah, and then after it's all finished, they go go to after show parties, don't they? Elton John throws one. It's only reason you'd go, really, isn't it? What, to get pissed afterwards? Yeah. Yeah, why not? You've got to get some enjoyment get some... out of them. <laughs> Back slapping and handshaking. And get all the free stuff you get from the Oscars. Apparently there was a free bag, isn't there, that comes with it, and it's got like $120,000 oh, yeah. worth of shit in it or something? Yeah, yeah. You get you get sorted out there, man. Definitely. Um, But yeah, like we say, the... Uh, the, you know, the greatest, the best, the the most promising, 
you know, lifetime achievement, all this stuff. It's all there for the the whole world to see. And um I mean like we we were discussing before we came and I didn't see the actual article, but you were saying that, you know, viewing figures were down is it to a record low? Well it's it's um the ceremony was watched by the lowest audience in six years. But, I mean, I was trying to do a comparable, and if you think that the uh, the World Cup, the Olympics, are watched mm. by one-point-something billion people, you know what I mean? Like, around the world, yeah. the, the the global media coverage, the, the access to people is close to a billion. So it's half the world's population are probably watching an event at some point, at some time. Mm. You think this goes out globally and is supposed to be, you know, all singing, all dancing, interest from all around the world, and only 36.6 million people watched it. Hmm. I mean, take time difference into a, a fair enough hmm. and all that, but if you think America, what's the population size? 250 million? It's more like 350. Well, there you go. So No, sorry, no, not 250. It's more like 300 now, isn't it? Yeah, it was like 280. Yeah couple of years ago something like that so if you think of size of proportion of, of the country that spawned it mm. and you you can't <laughs> you know less than well ten, it, i mean it, a tenth of the population interested hmm. it'd be interesting to see how much of that is domestic um and what they count as you know is it somebody watches for 10 minutes continuously because god Say so you'd have to be, you have to be real film and Oscars fan to um because you know you don't even have to be a film fan. I mean we're film fans, but I watched the Baftas the other week. Um, you know, cause it's a bit of a it's a different vibe about that ceremony and awards. I think isn't it? Well, they have music and all kinds of yeah, like acts. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit more laid back. I think it's very there's a lot of Britishisms in there. I mean, when you have got Stephen Fry doing it, you've got someone who's witty. You know, it's more about yeah wit and uh, uh, I don't know I mean it's not as scripted if you know what I mean whereas the Oscars is becoming very on a timetable well it's stayed and you know it's hard to hard to improv or ad lib the people that do it now are so yeah like you say this it's scheduled and the, mm. the jokes are so middle of the road Hmm. that it's hard to do it. I mean, I feel for Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, it's a big gig to do. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that for a start. I mean, that is... Um, I mean, they've tried a fair few people in the last... You know, well, since Billy Crystal stopped doing it, basically, didn't they? Yeah. They had, like, Steve Martin, Chris Rock, um, obviously Ellen DeGeneres. What's I think, that? I mean, she was... She was good last year, was she not? I mean, she's a popular choice. Well, I think after Seth MacFarlane, I think. Uh, oh yeah, he of caught, course. Courted controversy, didn't he? I mean, he was like mm. he was himself. I mean, it's like hiring Ricky Gervais. You know what I mean? If you want, but he's yeah. a little bit more alternative and gonna, he's going to give you that little edge, you know. Yeah. Then that's fine. But if you want safe pair of hands i mean that's the thing it's like billy crystal had done it for so long and was so such a safe pair of hands that you you, you knew what you were gonna get. <laughs> you knew what you were going to get though didn't you a safe pair of jazz hands well that's it yeah but he was let's do a show tune well they did one at the beginning apparently where there was like i showed you well there was a um jack black 
uh, Neil Patrick Harris and uh, I can't remember who the other one was, but it was it was basically like a, 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 a an introduction where it was like stormtroopers and they're all dancing and stuff, and that was supposed to be the biggest entertaining part of it, and that was in the first ten minutes. Hmm. Apparently, he came on in his pants as well. Yeah. He is a strange choice. I mean, he's not... I mean, obviously, he's never been nominated for anything. He's not a film actor by any stretch of the imagination. Um, obviously, more known for TV work, isn't it? How I Met Your Mother, basically. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're going to have to find some... A bit more stability, obviously, and find a host... Unless they want to keep chopping and changing, I don't know. But it seems to me it just works when they've got a sort of... They keep the same host for a bit and you get a certain feel about it. Yeah, but, I mean, if you think about it, like, Elaine has got... Ellen, sorry, not Elaine. Elaine Ellen's got yeah. her um, her own talk show. So she's a bit like yeah. Oprah in that she's got a following. Yeah. So people know what they're going to get from Ellen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she'll bring a fan base, fan base with her, definitely. I mean, he's got obviously a, a fan base from How I Met Your Mother, but it's a, a Dookie Hauser. Yeah, exactly. It's a niche, and they're not all oh, film yeah, fans. Yeah. They're just going to be into. It's like saying that um, Third Rock from the Sun fans are going to tune in because <laughs> John Lithgow's hosting it. You know what I mean? They're not. I would, but oh, I would as well, definitely. Uh, as long as he, you know, he played it like the guy out of Santa Claus in the, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, mean, I was just reading Elaine, like Elaine Ellen's, like <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying uh, her ratings. It was like forty three point seven million, so mm. it's the the highest for ten years, and then it's dipped to the lowest. So he lost, you know, over eleven million mm. viewers in one year. Well, a talk show is massive, you know. I remember going doing the uh, Warner Brothers tour in um, uh, Burbank, and oh yeah, that's Ellen's office. Basically, she's got on the uh, on the back lot. It's like whoa, she must have some uh, clout there, and shitload of money, Oprah money. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, if Oprah can just disappear off syndicated TV and form her own <laughs> channel. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, finance films as well, obviously. Um, Selma, wasn't it? Um, uh, yeah, she was involved in... Oh, what was that other one that she did? Which was that girl. Which one? Uh, what, recently? Yeah, it was recently. Grace, was it, or something like that? Oh, right, okay. I know what you mean. can't remember. I can't remember the name of the title. But, yeah, she funded that. Yeah. And, yeah, she's been involved in quite a few, actually. Yeah, man. Which is good. I mean, she was obviously... I don't know if she was Oscar-nominated, but the film obviously was. The Colour Purple. Yeah, the colour she was, I think, yeah. All right, that's cool. Another string to the bow there. Well, rather than Book of the Week. (laughs) I prefer Richard and Judy's choice than Opera. uh, Opera? Opera. I'm on it tonight. I'm getting everyone's name wrong. Opera. Opera. Tell me Opera. You'll be chucked off. So, yeah. Not unless I was Tom Cruise um, and I was just go, woo! <laughs> Tell us about your relationship, Tom. Whoa! <laughs> what the fuck? So, I mean, if we, um, I mean, the main films that were nominated for the main categories this year was 
Um, Birdman, American Sniper, Boyhood, Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, Selma, Oprah, Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. Um, out of those, I've seen Boyhood, Grand Budapest Hotel, and Birdman. So, you know, just just below average. Batting just below average. And, um, you know, I think it was quite surprising this year, to be honest, in a lot of ways. I don't think the, um, you know, the quality was quite there. I mean, we say that a lot about the Oscars, but um, about film awards in general, but I'm not sure that, um, you know, there's a hell of a lot of quality on show this year. There's some good stories, you know, some good human interest type stuff, which is always good, um, you know, Oscar bait, basically. But um, if we start with Best Picture, the winner was Birdman. Obviously, we did um, a little review of it a couple of weeks ago. Um, Alejandro Inaruto, Inaritu, sorry. It's easy for you to say. We, uh, Michael Keaton, uh, Ed Norton, you know, Naomi uh, Wallace, is it? Can't remember her name. Naomi Wallace, who's that? Naomi Wallace, yeah. <laughs> Naomi Watts, sorry. <laughs> Naomi Watts. Oh my god, this is why. <laughs> Naomi Watts. Who's, who's Naomi Wallace? I have no idea. Let's one. just uh, find out who that is. Is someone you work with? <laughs> she is a playwright, screenwriter, and poet from Kentucky, United States. So Easily pops in yeah, your yeah. head, you know. Who <laughs> I was thinking about. <laughs> Cool, so name was yeah. Um so obviously you know you got a big thumbs up from us. Um and definitely from myself. I think I don't know if it's um you know a bit more Oscar worthy because it features you know, it's a lot about theatre as well. Um and you know, I'm not sure if that'll endear it a bit more to the Oscar voting community. I'm not sure. But um, I think it's a bit of a strange one because it is a little bit offbeat. It's not, you know, there's no great message in the film. There's no great, it's not like The Help. It's not like Lincoln or anything. It's, you know, uh, completely fictional, basically. But it is about, you know, mental illness uh, in a way. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was a bit of a surprise for me, to be honest. Seeing as there was, you know, a, well, two two, you know, um, non-fictional, you know, based on a true story, theory of everything and the imitation game. I'm not sure about Selma, but American Sniper as well, you know, mm. biographical. But those two in particular, the imitation game and theory of everything are, you know, uh, you know, they're, I don't know, well, Alan Turing a bit less so, but obviously Stephen Hawking is, you know, he obviously still alive and uh, you know, the most famous physicist around at the moment, I imagine. Mm. But do you think Birdman was a bit of a shock for Best Picture? I, I think you're right in what you say in that 2014 wasn't a vintage year. Um, yeah. for, I mean, film-wise, not... I mean, one thing we've complained about for years and years and years, there isn't any kind of origina- originality anymore. You know, it's all like... Turtles 2, Transformers 4, Pirates mm. of the Caribbean 6. 
So huh. one thing that came out of the fact the nominations of best film and best actor is they were all in films which were original screenplays. Mm. That's good. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so it's 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 nice to see that films that do take on challenging topics and not mm. necessarily break boundaries because you know they're not going to set the world alight with their topics and stuff or you know what they're about. But a biopic about Stephen Hawkins isn't necessarily about that. It's about like you say motor neuron disease and things like that and his coping with it and. You yeah. It's more of a human interest story than about wormholes, red dwarfs, black holes, and you know him discovering the theory of everything. The, the you know how the universe, the Big Bang theory, and all that happened. It's it's not about that. It's more of a here's a character. He struggled through life, but out of the end of it, came out as an achiever. Triumph over adversity. Exactly, and didn't let his disability take control mm. of his life i mean obviously it was a, a main motivating factor it was some yeah you know his it was a debilitating debilitating disease which you know the mind is there but the body isn't and it's all about his you know struggle because you know because mentally it has an effect on you as well as a physical effect so it's, it's mm. about that so like you say every, if you look at films that have succeeded over time with oscar nominations and oscar winning it's always been human interest stories mm. or it's been the big action, big budget, huge films that have, you know, done well at the box office. Yeah. I mean, also, I think it's, you know, there was, um, I mean, I haven't seen the film, but it seems to be a lot about the relationship with his wife as well, obviously, and how it's affected her. And, um, you know, he's given a lot of plaudits to the Hawking family and, is you know um, supporting actress as well. So yeah, but um, I mean, one thing you know, I think um, I'm not sure if Boyhood was a bit snubbed at the Oscars this year, but um, you know it, that is definitely a film which had a, a completely original idea um, and followed through on it. Um, and I'm not sure how Richard Linklater has fared in the past at the Oscars, to be honest. I'm not sure if they're really into his stuff. I'm not sure. Because he's, you know, complete indie, lives in Austin, that kind of thing, really, still to this day. So, but, um, I mean, he did, he did get nominated, I suppose. But, obviously, uh, Whiplash, I've not seen. But it is weird that, like, how can best film... And this is what they're saying. This is the best film nominated by peers, people who are mm. part of the the guild, the academy. Yeah. How can how can they say yes? This was the best film of the year, but it didn't have the best director or screenplay. Because surely the <laughs> thing that made it the best film, yeah, is, and the best actors is the script, the actors, and the director. Because everything came together <laughs> that made this perfect film. So that's what. Yeah. I don't understand that you can say, oh, yeah, he's the best director. Well, if he's the best director, he must have made the best film. <laughs> you can't be a brilliant director and make a shit film. Mm. I don't, you know what I mean? Are they saying, you know, his direction in the film 
was great, but the film was shit. Yeah, that kind of exactly. Thing. That's what you're basically saying. Same as the screenplay. Yeah. It's like you know how like you wrote the best screenplay ever. It's the best <laughs> original screenplay that I've ever seen of the whole year. The people who actually acted out your screenplay were fucking awful. <laughs> that's what you're basically saying. Oh, so the, the actors ruined it. <laughs> Is it not? I, I just, that's that's the thing. If you follow it logically, yeah. If you're following it through an awards system, you're basically saying, <laughs> "Oh yeah, by the way, you, yeah, you did an amazing job on hair, hair and visual effects. It was a stunning oh, yeah, yeah. film, oh, but the film itself was atrocious." Especially what they say to Christopher Nolan every time. Best editing, visual effects, sound mix, blah, 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 blah. But the film was shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, this does follow that. Cause, because um, in a retu... In a reet! One for best director. Um... Obviously, Wes Anderson was there, Richard Linklater, Bennett Miller, Foxcatcher, Morton Tidal Tildum, The Imitation Game. So, you know, I'd say, you know, obviously Wes Anderson, that was a fantastic film. Um, you know, and, you know, the Ray Fiennes character was amazing. I think Richard Linklater, I don't know, I'd like to have seen him win that because... You know, he's directed someone over the course of obviously not solidly twelve years, but you know, he's made a, a film over that twelve year period and, you know, directed all the actors and seen them change and all this kind of stuff. But you know, Birdman is a very like I say, it is like a play almost. Mm. Um and I think the director and cinematographer have to have a lot of um yeah, originality and creativity to make that film in the way they did. So fair play to him. Especially mm. really good for him, Jesus Christ. Um, was, um, was The Theory of Everything a British film? Is it backed by Film Council here or BFI or...? I'm not sure, to be honest. I mean, let's, let's look it up. I was thinking it's a British cast, British, you know, crew and everything and the people who were involved in it. But was it a Hollywood-backed... You know, was it Miramax or something like that? Uh, so have a look. Just thinking, is it going to do any good? Because you know how, like, the King's Speech did brilliantly at the Oscars, mm. and then, you know. Production company was Studio Canal. So it's a European-backed funded film. Yeah, working title films and Studio Canal. Okay. Based in London and owned by Universal Studios. Oh, well, uh, there you go as well, then. God, they've done loads of stuff working title, haven't they? Yeah. Shit loads. Yeah, because yeah, it's, you know, pseudo-British then, really, with a bit of funding. But it is sort of like a um, cross-Atlantic story, isn't it? Because Stephen Hawking, you know, is as well-known in America and spends a lot of time there, I think, doesn't he? Well, I mean, yeah, he's a. I don't know. He's a, is he at Oxford or is it Cambridge or one of the two? He's a. Yeah, he's a, at Oxford, isn't he? Like a sitting professor or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah. Can't remember. Yeah. Well, obviously he's sitting. Wee. Oh. <laughs> <God. laughs> 
Yeah, but you, anyway. do you think you'll you'll get you know the story of Richard Feynman? Oh God, no. Well, there you go. It's you, like it's. I mean, has anyone ever made a film about Einstein for fuck's sake like that? Well, not in that respect. No, I mean, there's been some oh, like uh, some about the the like the creation of the atomic bomb and all that kind of stuff, round war yeah. and all that. But he's not a film specifically about Einstein. But yeah, I mean, physicists aren't normally hot topic. I mean, I'd say that yeah. that Hawkins is is more of a celebrity physicist. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, having you know best-selling books and being the um, focus of documentaries and stuff definitely helps. Yeah, you're not going to see a doc. You're not going to see a film about Richard Dawkins. No. You know what I mean? I mean, he's not a physicist, but I'm just trying Very to relate gorgeous. it to you know some a commentator of our age who has best-selling novels. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, and people already know the story in part, really. Um, you know, they just haven't seen it the early days when he didn't, you know, early on in the disease and stuff like that. But um, yeah. Best director there. Uh, best actor went to Eddie Redmayne for the aforementioned Theory of Everything. Kind of out of nowhere. Very TV based. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was saying to my good lady wife, I was thinking, well, I was saying, is this going to be the one thing for him? Is it going to be his like peak at a very young age? And like I say, he did literally come from nowhere. He's been in you know, British TV stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he comes out of the same school as Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, they are mates and all that. They're the same sort of age group. Yeah. So, I mean, it is that kind of generation of actors that are coming out. Of, but again, yeah, very. I can't think of many mainstream films that he's been in. It's mostly adapted stuff and probably stage and theatre. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, very theatrical. Um, but, you know, let's hope he kicks on from here. Yeah, it'll just be what roles do you take? That's the kind of, that's the thing, though, isn't it? Once you've, mm. you're an up-and-coming actor, you'll get everything thrust in front of you now. Mm. Well, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch has sort of had that, hasn't he? I mean, I don't, he's not an Oscar winner yet, is he? Uh, no, he's won BAFTAs for Sherlock and I think um, Golden Globes for that as well. Yeah. Whereas in the imitation game, I mean, if you look at historical figures, Alan Turing has probably had more influence and, <laughs> you know, on general daily life than Stephen Hawking has. Hawking's a theoretical physicist, and that's all well and good about black holes. Yeah, but... and his theory's been proved wrong as well, by himself. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't really affect us that much. Whereas Alan Turing, you know, built some of the groundwork, obviously in the Enigma machine, helped us to win the war and sort of did a lot of the groundwork on the first computational devices and Turing machines and the Turing test and, you know, some of the stepping stones to where we are today with technology. And so what did we do to him? We persecuted him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, arrested him. So, you know, a bit disappointed to see the imitation game. It's sort of missed out on a lot of awards, really. Where, to me, it's a more interesting story, to be quite honest. Um, but, yeah, obviously you had St- Steve Carell for Foxcatcher in there, which is, 
you know, another based on a true story type of thing. Um, and I think it's more about his performance, this film, than anything else. You know, that's how it's being built and all the trailers and stuff, you know, the performance of a lifetime because obviously he's... I mean, you've only really seen him in comedy at this point in time. Um, you know, very well known for The Office in America and, you know, obviously the, um, you know, Anchorman films, 40-Year-Old Virgin, this kind of he's stuff. He's in Little Miss Sunshine as well. All oh, right, okay. Didn't know he that. was the uncle. Ah. Yeah, but, yeah, it's still a comedy role. Well... It's an indie it? flick anyway, so wouldn't have ah, wouldn't right. have got any. You, you'd be better at Sundance. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was uh, you know really good in Foxcatcher. Um, but again, I mean, does that have any? That's not done particularly well because it's about wrestling, but not like the, <laughs> not the story biopic of you know Brett the Hitman Hart or something like that. You know, <laughs> it's <laughs> no. U.S. Olympic yeah wrestling. Olympic wrestling. Yeah, it's <laughs> old school motherfucker. It's just about someone who's a little bit crazy. Isn't that most? <laughs> and he's got loads of money. <laughs> yeah. Try, you know, American Sniper. That's about someone who's a little bit crazy. Yeah, it's a patriot. 150 kills. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really interested in that film in the slightest, to be honest. I could care less. Yeah. About American sniper. Well, I think that's the same everywhere outside of the US. Basically, box office figures have shown that it's not particularly yeah. caught the nation's imagination over here. It's not something that we're interested in warmongering. Films specifically about <laughs> that don't tend to do pretty well, you know. I mean, I think it's about having to make the decision to, you know, kill someone and living with the consequences and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, well, don't sign up then. Yeah. You won't have to shoot people. But anyway. So, yeah. Best actor there. Best actress, Julianne Moore, won for Still Alice. Um, which is, you know, I've heard a lot of good things about this film. And, you know, as Julianne Moore has seen, uh, sorry, I said... Acceptance speech, it's about you know, um, sort of things that people have to deal with in real life, and it's about real people, real stories, that kind of thing. Yeah, I was listening to the film show on Radio Forum way back from work the other night, and she was there, and she was basically saying she's probably one of the few people who hasn't been affected by Alzheimer's. Um, mm. she hasn't got a relative that suffers from it or she doesn't know anybody so it was from a cold start basically so it was a lot of research mm. and watching documentaries and speaking to people who who were living it and she said it's not like a disease where it just goes you know like a flu symptom or something it comes a cold happens and it goes away and it builds mm. your immune system it's a disease that you have to live with like you say so it's a depiction of, the, you know, a descent, basically, an illness taking mm. hold. So, I mean, it is a, a stellar performance, I think. And again, about a subject that is a human interest story. Yeah. I mean, looking at the list, there's not many other standout. I mean, Marion Cotillard, Two Days, One Night. Meh. Felicity Jones, Zero of Everything. She got a lot of plaudits. Rosamund Pike was good in Gone Girl. Being a crazy person, Weiss Witherspoon and Wild. It's like what? Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah. I didn't realise Julianne Moore didn't come to um to acting, like screen acting, until she was like thirty. All right, okay. Then it was like then it was uh, Boogie Nights, uh, mm. Big Lebowski. I was going to say the first things I saw her in was Boogie Nights and Big Lebowski. Yeah, so I mean that was like mid nineties. Mm. So you know, oh. you know it was, it's quite late on in her career, but she's been nominated five times. So what was she in? Um, what was she doing? Stage acting. Or yeah, something. she was TV and stage basically, so honing her skills. But she didn't really take to to get film mm. roles and stuff. And she's just saying, like, older women, you know, it's not like you can just pick and choose what you want to do. It's like it's the same for every actor, basically. You mm. you get offered lots of stuff. It's just whether you take it or not. Mm. Or do you take the right one? Go yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it just happens that she's been lucky that you know. Um, there was a film, uh, Annette Benning won Best Actress, didn't she, a few years ago for The Kids Are All Right. Oh, right she okay. was in that as well. I mean, she was a supporting actress. She was like, it was about mm. two mums bringing up. Oh, yeah. And Mark Ruffalo was the surrogate dad. Oh, yeah. My um, wife, I think, saw that the other day on Netflix. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good film, to be honest. But, mm. but yeah, I mean, you, you forget all the films that she's been in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hard-working, Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, she's one there. Best Supporting Actor, J.K. Simmons for Whiplash. Soon to be seen in Fantastic Four. Um, we had like Mark Ruffalo in Foxcatcher, Ed Norton in Birdman, Ethan Hawke in Boyhood, Robert Duvall in The Judge. Um, so yeah, like I said, I don't really... Well... We all know what Whiplash is about, obviously. You know, a young drummer. Yeah. And all that, but, you know, I will watch it at some point. I imagine people are raving about it. Who knows, next year it could be Tom Hardy in Mad Max. Oh, yeah, Thunder Road. <laughs> if you think about the films that are coming out, it's box office after box office this year. Oh, God, yeah. The amount of God, there's the hero and action films that are out. <laughs> and then you've got Star Wars. That's going to fucking clean the board. <laughs> Clean everyone's pockets. Yeah, man. Um. So yeah, not much to say about that. Best supporting actress, P- Patricia Arquette, Boyhood, which is good. I'm happy about that. Um. Obviously, she she doesn't play the. I mean, she's a supporting actress, obviously, but um. She does play a really good role, obviously, because say, you know, evolution of the family and stuff. And, uh, you know, she obviously plays the mum, who's a thing that's, you know, she's a character that sort of keeps everyone together and, you know, is the glue in the family when all everything's going to shit. So, yeah, she's, yeah, she's a really good performance and she obviously really believes in the film as well. Because she's always, you know, at the BAFTAs as well, she was raving about, you know, Richard Linklater and, you know, the process and all this kind of stuff. So good to see that. Who won best animation? I couldn't find it. me. Uh, that... Best animated feature was Big Hero Six. I was going to say for me that's the biggest controversy. Like well, we've discussed before, without not having the yeah. Lego Movie in there, that's just like well, oh, what's yeah. the fucking point? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird. I think Big Hero Six is good, but. I mean, How to Train Your Dragon 2 is there. Box Trolls. Box Trolls looks like something that actually, you know, 
was a little bit different. But I'm not sure it really got the success. Big Hero 6 is obviously a Pixar thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, that's an adaptation from a comic book as well, isn't it? Mm. And I mean, I um, I was speaking to our regulars on the weekend, and they've all been to see it, and they were saying it was, it was funny. Yeah, but it's not anywhere near like the Invincibles or whatever. No, I think it's um, a bit of a change for Pixar to um, have something a little bit more um, Eastern influence, shall we say? Right. Than the kind of stuff they do. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm sure the kids kids love it. Kids are all right and all that. Yeah, well, it was what's it half term, wasn't it? So I bet it did all right. Oh yeah, great time to uh, launch it out there. Um, best adapted screenplay was the Imitation Game. So yeah, that's good. That one, love that. Inherent Vice got in there for that. Theory of Everything, Whiplash, and American Sniper. Uh, best original screenplay, Birdman, which is good again, like you say. We had Nightcrawler, Grand Buda, Best Hotel, Foxcatcher, Boyhood, and Birdman. So, you know, like you say, original screenplays, some good ones there. Nightcrawler was a film that I still would like to see. Um, looks interesting. Jake Gyllenhaal there. And then all the other ones that no one cares. <laughs> About. The thing that fills up the other three hours. Yeah. So all in all, I don't know. The Oscars still a little bit weird, to be honest. Um, you know, it is one of those nights, and it will be something that never ends. I suppose it will still be going in fifty years' time. Um, and you know, like you say. The Oscars this time next year, we're not going to be talking about. Well, we might be talking about some originality. Something pops up out of the out of the you know fuzz, but it's going to be the next few years or a couple of years of um, blockbusters, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, your thoughts on the Oscars, Guesty? My thoughts. <sighs> Waste three on. and a half hours. Ah. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, it's, like, it's like the lottery these days. Nobody watches the lottery. They just get the numbers after it's happened. They don't even, don't even televise the draws anymore. They used to make a show of it. So they used to, you know, have like half an hour of Dale Winton telling everybody about you've got to be in it to win it and all the great charities that they're supporting and all that. And now it's just literally a bit after the news where they tell you what the numbers were. And that could be the Oscars, basically. I mean, is it that? Um, is it like that because of, you know technology that we've got nowadays and these kind of drawn out live events? Like you say, they're too long, they're too drawn out, they're too boring in a way. I suppose well, you can you can dress it up as much as you want. You can get the greatest hosts in the world. You can mm. you know like. Like the halftime show at the NFL, you know, it's like the Super Bowl. You can you can put fireworks on. You can have Tina Turner, you know, dancing around on stage with bloody whoever the latest pop act of the day. You know, like Madonna mm. going around with Britney Spears or whatever. But it's still the fucking Super Bowl, and that's the main event. So it's like, well, this is a corporate 
do. You can mm. again, you can dress it up in any costume you want to dress it up in, but it's a corporate event, and it just happens you've got lots of well-known people there. And it's like, well, is that really a draw? You know what I mean? It's like these days, there's so many awards ceremonies. It's like, well, it's got to mean something, and it's also got to be entertaining. It's like, yeah, you've got to move with the times, and it doesn't seem like the Oscars is moving with the times. Yeah, true, true. Um, but that's sort of some of the the pull of it, isn't it? I suppose that it is that institutional thing. Yeah, but that's not always a good thing, you know. It's like don't get me wrong. I I, I rate the Oscars. I'm, I love films, and if something wins an Oscar, then it's normally nine times out of ten for the right reasons. You know, they don't award it for the wrong reasons they don't do it for the sake of oh well you know it was the best the biggest selling film of the year so it has to win an oscar if you look historically down the ages best film is Mm. normally the best film yeah it's just not always that there were great films out that year that's all (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then there's only been a few maybe controversial things and that's the thing with the oscars there's no controversy yeah, exactly. This It's very, very safe compared to something like the Golden Globes. Because that's the whole mm. other thing about today's society. It's all about the discussions, isn't it? I mean, look at the fallout of the Oscars. It's not about who won what. It's about how badly performing it was with ratings and how boring Neil Patrick Harris was. You know, it's like, ah. it's not, it's not, you know, that's the most controversial thing that happened. Yeah, man. It is about the discussion for us. Well, it is, isn't it? It's like Twitter and social media and everything. If nothing happens, no one's got anything to talk about. So people aren't going to talk about it. Yeah. Which then creates no interest in it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you just get sick of fucking Twitter sometimes, really. You know, it's like the, what's it, the uh, Brit Awards. It's just fucking so corporate. Oh, it's terrible now, isn't it? It's just free tickets for everything. We've got fucking Anton Deck hosting it. Hmm. Anton Dick. Dick, all right. Yeah, so it's like, well, who's going to watch that? <laughs> That's pretty much the same as the Oscars. You know, if you've got somebody, like, you know, someone controversial. Yeah, man. I mean, as much as well... Gervais didn't succeed at doing the Golden Globes, it was funny as fuck. Mm. ripping the shit into people. Yeah, it is like, we want you to take the piss, but not that much. That's taking the piss too much. Everyone pulls back from it, you know. Well, everybody knows that people take themselves far too seriously. That's the thing. Yeah. So there's no room for comedy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like I say, it is what it is. You know, it will still be there next year. Oh yeah, and we'll still talk waiting about for it. us. <laughs> we'll still. I oh, fight that. We're going to boycott it next year. I think. Really? I think we should. Yeah. Hashtag it. Yeah, boycott that shit, man. Why not? Um. But yeah, man. Um, is there anything else you'd like to talk about tonight, then? Um. Shizzle. Trying to think. I watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids again. Oh, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it on Sunday. It was uh, that and Stand By Me, a double bill. <laughs> and then after that, it was War Games. 
Oh, I saw War Games was on, yeah. Yeah, so it was like Kidathon, saw the 80s. Like, well, mind you, I wouldn't say Stand By Me is an 80s kids film, but. <laughs> well, you know, I think I like to think of it as that. Got good memories of Stand By Me. Yeah, well. That's that's about all I've, I've, I've well that and a couple of documentaries, but also Charlie Brooker. You watched Charlie Brooker this week? Oh, I haven't seen Weekly Wipe. No, oh, not yet. Been good to be honest. You can watch them all on the iPlayer. Highly recommend. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, man, it's good. It's good. If you can go back and watch them, it's uh, it's good. It's decisive satirical commentary on the weekly happenings. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It is good, and there's, you know, always a lot of, um, always a lot of ammunition for him. <laughs> Thankfully. Well, I was gonna say, there's plenty of stuff happening in the the world of news to keep you <laughs> any sat- satirist. I mean, even today in the UK. Satirist. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that's just about all we've got time for this week. Yeah, it's been good getting back in the saddle, uh, especially with the Oscars are concerned. Not mean and all that. Well, that's pretty much it, isn't it, for awards? Yeah, yeah, that's about it, about it, isn't it? Like say the Globes, the Baftas, all the other shit. Nothing matters. The Spirit Awards. Oh yeah, I saw that. All that shit, man. Screen Actors Guild and all that. Um, yeah. So, um, without further ado, let's do a little, a few plugs. Um, as we do, as we like to do. Let's keep your breast. We. Don't we? Oh, yes. It's always good to keep a breast. Um, so our Facebook site is facebook.com forward slash last picture show um you can go there for download links to like the page to share the page um you know to comment on stuff to send messages whatever you want really just go on there and do it um we like your input and uh, value it so have a look at that also have a Twitter, don't we, Guesty? We do indeed. We do indeed. If you uh, go to last underscore picture, at last underscore picture, you will mm. find our wonderful, wonderful feed. Um, it's been a few new posts. I've posted a few new things on there. Uh, there's a, a copy of the Flatpak Festival um, kind of brochure, as they call it. It's more of a don't know, guide, oh, yeah. guide of what's on. Um, that's the link on there. You can follow that through. And that's a festival in Birmingham that's coming up in March. So all the films that they're showing, there's quite quite a few interesting things on there, to be honest. Um, A few documentaries which I'm interested in. You can get a new ticket for it as well, which is 60 quid, and it gets you entrance Mm. to all the events. That's quite cool. Mm. Um, But, yeah, there's that, and then there's a few other articles that are posted from... All around, so the Guardian film, Telegraph film, IO9, Flickering Myth, Geek Tyrant, all the different kind of outlets of film and geekery. Um, lots of different yeah, articles that you can find on there. That links into our Twitter feeds as well. Uh, mine is at I am Guesty, and yours is 
Mine's out for underscore duplex. Boom. So yeah, go and check those out. See what happens. <coughs> um, go to lastpicture.co.uk. Check that out as well. And uh, yeah, just generally, you know, get involved in films. Support your local film, your local cinema. Support some independent films, and uh, you know, it is worth seeing. Yeah, the Oscar-nominated films this year. There's a lot of good stuff about. So, you know, try and catch it while it's there. And, uh, yeah. We will see... Why? We're, we're, we're going to see you next week, man. So, this is uh, Rob signing off, our last picture podcast. Uh, yeah, and... Like in... Uh, what's it? De- oh. Like in Demolition Man, you know? Oh, yeah. Great. Oscar Wiener. <laughs> Oscar Wiener. Demolition Man's a great film. Isn't it? Where he's on about, like, they're singing the theme tune to the... Like, it's on the radio, and it's the Oscar Mayawina. God. No idea. I've only seen it, like, once. Really? Yeah. Simon says, watch it again. Okay, I will. There's, there's a reference. Jesus. Simon says. <laughs> Wesley Snipes' career's going down the shitter. Simon says. <laughs> Simon says. I went to Ives. Cool. Yeah, so we shall see you next week on Last Picture Show podcast. All right? Yeah, man. Bye. 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 Bye.